You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Yishuz, 5782, 2021. This week's partial is Parshas and I will tell you that as we go into partial like this, there's so much, so many things to talk about, so much meat. There's also so many things that we've heard before, and I always like to say something new. And I'd like to share with you, I haven't done this in a long time, but I'd like to read out of the Sefer Sif Chaim from Chaim Friedlander some ideas that he brings based on some Midrashim, some Gemaras. And here we go. He's talking about the idea of Maras Machpela. You might know that this week many people have gone to Hebron, to the Ir Ha'avos, the city of the forefathers where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, not Rachel, sorry, Sarah, Rivka, and Leah are buried. Another man, Chava, the first man and the first woman, are also buried there. What is special about the Maras Machpela, this, this cave? Why did Avram go to such efforts, go to such lengths, in order to acquire it? This is the question that Reb Chaim Friedlander is addressing. I'd like to read it to you inside, and let's study this together. The Torah speaks at length about the back and forth, the purchase of this cave, the cave of buried. was in mourning, and he puts in all this effort in order to purchase the to the point where finally he purchases it. It's a very expensive acquisition. Ayin Rashi, okay. The verse tells us, this is in the beginning of our parsha, chapter 23, verse 17, that the field goes up from Ephraim to Avram, he purchased it to Abraham. The piece of land had an aliyah, it was raised up because of the fact that Avram Avinu purchased it, because it was going from the hands of a, of a regular person to the hands of a king. The cave is coming to its purpose, it's being used for its proper purpose. From the physicality of Ephron, to the spirituality of Abraham. And that's a theme that we're going to see throughout this piece, that there's an idea of a connection between the physical and the spiritual, and there's a raising, a picking up of the of the physical, turning the physical into something spiritual. That is the purpose of Avram Avinu, of course, that's the purpose of the Jewish people, and that is something unique about the character of this Ma'ara, this unique cave, the Ma'ara as we'll soon see. So we see Avram Avinu does all that he can to purchase it, uh, Jacob also, he instructed his children at length, make sure to bury me in the Mar Samachpela, in the field that was purchased by Avram Avinu from Ephron, etc. And the verse tells us, Asher Karisi, Asher Konisi, the verse tells us that he says that he purchased it. What does it mean that Yaakov Avinu, Jacob purchased it? So our Chazal, our sages tell us, what does it mean? It means that he took all of the money that he had gotten 
the house of Lavan, that he had sweated and toiled for 20 years in Lavan's house. He purchased a portion of Esau with all of that money, put it all into a big uh, basket, and he purchased it. Right, two brothers, Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov wants to make sure that he gets both portions in the cave, doesn't, that Esav doesn't get buried there. He purchases it with all of the money that he has. This is what we need to understand. What was so special, what was so important and unique about this particular cave? Why is it that Avram was so involved in getting this specific cave? And also, why did Yaakov agree to give up all of his possessions, all of his money, in order to take that portion in the Mara? So, the the uh, gives us a medrash, a very interesting medrash, based on on obviously Rab and also on Ebalatum. It says like this Vela Avram. We found in previous Parsha, we found that Avram Avinu ran to the to get a cow, get, he ran to the Bakar, to the cattle, in order to bring something delicious and delectable to his guests. The word Bakar, which means cattle. The same letters of Bakr also are the words kever, which means a grave. Thus, says the Baltimore, there's a hint in this very verse to the fact that when when Avram Avinu was running to the cattle, he was involved in this rhesus, in this quick movement in order to do a kindness to somebody else. So he was running to his grave. So that sounds very bad. He was running to his grave. So what does it mean? What does it mean? There's a very beautiful, unbelievable measure. It says like this. This is the Medrash in Pirkei Belazer. I'm sorry, I said it was obviously Reb Nosson. It's Pirkei Belazer. Ratzlahavi ben Bakar uBarach min Lefana ben Abakar v'Nechnas Lomarachpela. Avram Avinu says the Medrash. He ran to get uh, one of the one of the cows, the cattle, in order to shechden or to bring it for his guests. So what happened was this animal ran away, and it went into the Maras Lomarachpela. It went into this very cave where Adam and Chava were buried that ultimately Avram Avinu himself would be buried. So we're in the middle of the story of him trying to prepare a piece of meat for his guests. The animal runs away. Abraham runs in afterwards into the Mars HaMachpel, into the cave. Avram Avinu comes in there and he finds that Adam and Chava are sleeping there. Right? They were there, they were complete, even though they were dead for many years, but their bodies were whole, and they were sleeping there. And there was a light shining above them. And there was a good smell. Usually, if there's a dead body, so there's a bad smell. But here there was a good smell. So he said, that's why, says the Medrash, that's why Avram Avinu, because he had run in there while he was involved in this mitzvah, I was involved in the in the fulfillment of kindness, bringing in guests. 
So, from that point on, he always wanted to be buried in that place, the place where Adam and Chava were buried. So, what is the idea here? Of course, when the Medrash says something like this, obviously it's going to teach us something very powerful. It's not a coincidence that the animal that he wanted to sac- that he wanted to slaughter was running into this into this cave. There's obviously a connection between his kindness that he was involved in and the Ma'ara, this special cave. We need to understand the connection between finding this cave and of Avraham, the the kindness that he did. So in trying to understand this, we need to understand, says says Rukhem Friedlander, what is the idea? Of Adam Arishan Acharachet, Adam Arishan, sorry, not Adam Arishan Acharachet, Adam Arishan in his death, Adam Arishan in his death, he's, he's sleeping there, so to speak, he's dead, but his body is shining, and there's a good smell. What is the understanding of this sleep? Why was there a good smell even there? It's very unusual. It's very strange. The Gemara tells us, we also find that there was a near dialect, there was a, a light shining. We find that uh, when a child is inside of its mother, when a baby is inside, a fetus is inside of its mother, so there's a light shining over its head. Maral explains, what is this light that shines above the fetus's head when it's inside of the mother? It's a spiritual light that through which it's able to see from one end of the earth to the other. What we see from this Gemara, interestingly, is that this, this light, this lamp, which is a reference to the soul, this powerful spiritual essence of the human being, it's on the head, but not inside of the head. Here's where we get to the core essence of the idea that the, that Reb Chaim Friedlander wants to bring across. The mitzvahs themselves, the commandments, when we fulfill the commandments, when we do the Torah, they light into us. The soul is up over here. Uh, we speak about the neshama shebemoichi, the the soul is in the brain. But how do we get the soul to be in throughout our body? How do we get our entire body to be filled with spirituality? That's through the actions that we take of mitzvahs, the commandments that we fulfill. By performing these commandments, by fulfilling the will of God, we actually purify the physical body. We make it spiritual. You need to understand, Adam and Eve, they were incredible and most amazing people. They had God speaking to them directly. Yes, they sinned. Yes, they were thrown out of the garden, but they were on an extremely high level despite that they were, they were tzaddikim. They were righteous individuals. Because of that, they had purified their physical body to the point that their body did not decay. There was a good smell, not like the ordinary smell when, when there's a body that's in decay. Isabi Gemara brings down the Gemara that says, Very interesting idea. What is the idea of a good smell? Smell is something which, when you have a good smell, you're supposed to make a blessing. 
How do we know that there's an obligation to make a blessing when we have a good smell? The entire soul is to praise God, says the verse. So, what is it something, where do we see something that the soul enjoys, but not the physical body? Heavy armor, Zareach. There's something spiritual when we have a good smell, when you smell besamim, we smell, uh, you know, spices, something that smells good. It's something that the physical body doesn't really have benefit from. But the spiritual, the spiritual aspect of a person does, and therefore there's an obligation to bless, to make a blessing. Okay, so the smell, the good smell, indicates something which is very spiritual, says Rukhaim. The He says, the enjoyment of smell is something which is on the border between a physical and spiritual enjoyment. We lose our Nisham Yaseir, we have an extra soul, the soul is in our body further than it usually is on Shabbos. So, when the soul, that extra aspect goes out of our body, so then we smell the Bissamim. It's something that gives us an extra spiritual enjoyment. So, he says like this, when Chazal say to us, when our sages say to us, Adam Arishan, after his death, there was a beautiful smell coming out of him, this indicates the fact that the, his death, his physical body, even after death, he was not affected by that death. It wasn't rotting. It didn't have a bad smell. His physical body had become purified. That's something that happens through our mitzvahs, as we saw. And he brings down the Ramchal. I'm not going to read the entire piece inside. But he brings down from the Ramchal that the soul has the ability to purify the physical body. Through the mitzvahs that we do, right? we talk about a zchus, it's a merit for us. What does the word zechus mean? It means zakus, which means purifying. We purify the physical body through the mitzvahs. And the person becomes, a person has the potential to become extremely spiritual through these actions. Well, I will read to you a little bit of the Ramchal. The reason that the soul comes into the human body is to purify it. To lift it up from its very lowly physical level, and dark, to give it light, to be like a, like an, an angel. We see this idea of Moshe Rabbeinu Moses. He went up, he received the Torah from God, he came back down, and there was a shine coming out of his face. He had this amazing shine which represented the fact that he had transformed his physical body into something spiritual. The soul, you know, on its own is something which is always shining. The word light, the concept of light in, in this kind of Sefer always refers to spirituality. But the thing that prevents that light from shining out completely is the physical body. When the spiritual purifies the body, so then the body itself 
shines as a result. So, it's like a that's that's the idea here. It's like Moshe Rabbeinu, like Moses. That's what Avram Avinu saw when he came into the Mars Machpelah that the Adam Harishon had accomplished this throughout his life, and as a result of that, Avram Avinu wanted this place, this place of Mars Machpelah. Person who does Chesed, let's see this inside. This is what the Maral writes. A person who does good. So, you know, the question is, how do I transform my physical into the spiritual? That's what we want. That's where we want to get to. A person who does chesed, says the morale. So, that's something which is giving to others. This person has taken his physical and he has purified it. He's not completely physical anymore. What is the physical aspect of the of the human being? The physical aspect is something which always wants to receive. It always wants to get. Give me, give me, give me. That's the physical aspect of the human being. Yeah. When someone does kindness to others, so then he's he's transforming the physical aspect of himself he's changing himself into something else he's changing himself into something spiritual he's purified his physical right, think about it anytime a person sins it's because they want something for themselves a person steals they want something that belongs to somebody else it's all about taking it's always about taking that's the sin and the mitzvahs are all about giving about transforming that which I would like to take into something which I can give. A person who is atta- attached to his physicality, he can't become a chassid, he can't become a person who is a bal chesed. A chassid, the word chassid means to do kindness. Okay. So, but to the degree, to the extent that we do indeed do kindness to others, now is what... Avram Avinu was doing. Not only that, says Reb Chaim Friedlander, but there was something very unique about the kindness that he did, and that was that he did it with alacrity, he did it with quickness, he was running. And that's another thing. The physical aspect of the human being weighs him down. It's, I'll feel lazy. I don't feel like doing anything. That's the physical aspect of the person. Taking the opposite tack going in the opposite direction, doing kindness, not just doing kindness, but doing it with, with quickness. That's something that's unique that we find by Avram Avinu that he did it. Also, Rivka Imenu in our parsha, she also, when she was involved in doing kindness for Eliezer, she also did it quickly. He brings on the Ramchal, Their actions, the, the actions of the righteous are always done quickly. They don't give any opportunity. There's there's no spaces in time. They get to it right away and they quit. They finish it quickly. Avram, Rivka, the other tzaddikim and tzaddikos, righteous individuals, they knew this secret of the way to purify the physical aspect of oneself. 
Kol Chayim Nilchamu Neged HaAtzus. Their entire lives, they fought against their feelings of laziness. Al Yeshua Asukam HaSem Ezrizus, they moved their body quickly. But Frat Avram and Rivka, he's dying at some chesed and Ezrizus. And specifically Avram and Rivka, they had those aspects together. Kindness and quickness. And as a result, the Elabot Bakar Ratz Avraham, what did he find? He found that Ma'ara. He found this Ma'ara. So what, here's where we come to the final, the final bottom line. How this Ma'ara, what is this cave about? Avraham Avinu Zachala Hafeches Tivoy. Avraham Avinu merited to turn around his nature. He used these two powers, which are really the opposite of one's nature. What did he find when he ran after the animal in order to bring the bring the food to the to his to his guests? This represents this concept. He saw there, what did he see inside of the Ma'ara? He saw Adam HaRishon, the first man who represented this aspect of having purified himself so completely through his spirituality. He saw, he saw Adam, he saw the smell, he smelled the smell, as he said, this smell represents the purification of the body. This cave is a place of connection. Keeps the soul and the body connected even after death. As our sages say, There's two opinions as to why it's called Machpelah, which means a doubling. What was the Machpelah? What was this doubling? It means there was one cave inside of another cave, or it means there was a lower level and an upper level. But what is the idea here of an inner cave, outer cave, lower level, upper level? You have this connection of the inner aspect and the outer aspect. The soul and the body. The physicality and the spirituality. Where was this place? It was Hebron. Hebron, the word Hebron is Lashon Chibur, which means connection. It's true that this is completely dependent upon a person's actions, the, the service of a person to God. But the place itself, Hebron was the place where Avram lived. The place itself, being in a spiritual place, has an impact on the person, on the individual. We'll just finish off here with the final words of Rabbi Chaim Friedman. The bottom line is that every single action that a person does, kindness, alacrity, quickness, it purifies the body. And it gives us power over our physicality. It gives us back our power to choose what's really good and what's really right. Instead of being only for ourselves, we become someone who is connected to, to so many others. By giving our soul dominion over our body, in this way we come closer to God. 
These are actions that we need to take every single day, small actions, in the way that we serve God. We need to look, are we acting with laziness, are we acting with quickness? We can, we can tell which way are we headed, are we heading in a physical direction, we're headed in a spiritual direction. We're we going up or we're we going down. Every success that we have in our soul purifying our body is another step forward in giving our soul power over the body. And in this way, we come closer and closer to God. So I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Shem should help us to recognize the power, the importance of doing kindness to others of Zrizus, of, of doing things quickly, of working neged against our nature, our physical nature. And indeed, to the extent that we do, Hashem should bless us and help us, that we should be able to purify our physical bodies and come ever closer to Him. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.